I'm a little nervous. I've never done this before. And I was going to try not to sound like a robot. You know, you can talk about marketing and all that stuff's really important, but you have a lot of women that want to get out, but they don't know what to do. Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Outside by Design. For this episode, I had a chance to have a conversation with Katie Ratchuk, an account marketing rep for the North Face. She brings along some great insights from her experience marketing toward different segments and how she deals with stress in her daily life. It's a good one. Hey, Katie. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi there. Thank you for having me. I feel lucky. <laughs> um, where are we talking to you out of today? I am calling in from Golden, Colorado. Are you in your office? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you have a view? I do, actually. I'm looking at the Alpine slide uh, and Lookout Mountain, which kind of heads up to towards ski country. So it's a big tease all day long. <laughs> so um, today, I think we're going to touch on what you do for a living and what you do for fun and how those two connect and um, how, as someone who's a professional in the outdoor industry, how you find that balance um, because everything just feels a little bit interrelated in the outdoor industry. Uh, it's a very passion-oriented industry to be in, and we're lucky to be in it. Yes, totally agree. Awesome. Cool. So what exactly does your job as the account marketing rep for the North Face entail? So I do the marketing for all of our accounts in the Rocky Mountain region. So that's Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, or that's how we define it. So I get to work with accounts in those areas. I think like Sportsman and Ski House is an example over in your neck of the woods in Whitefish. Uh, and I work with those accounts to tell the brand story uh, to their specific kind of regional audience. So I collaborate with their marketing teams and my teammates at the North Face to build marketing plans, events, um, and in-store visual displays. What have you done for Sportsman and Ski House here in Whitefish? Well, we have worked together on some community events. Sportsman and Ski House does a great job um, on their own. So it's really awesome for brands like the North Face um, and you know, some of our our competitor or not, not necessarily competitor brands out there to collaborate with them and kind of get on board with what they are already really good at. So um, like their Sportsman Ski House throws an awesome ladies night. If you've ever been there, it's pretty, pretty good time. Um, and specifically with the North Face, we have teamed up to launch our training line, which we, de we define as mountain athletics, but um, it's basically our line to prepare for the mountain. Uh, so we have put together a workout and uh, kind of an in-store sort of party afterwards um, there at the Kalispell store. Nice. I actually, I love the Mountain Athletics logo yeah. and branding. I think it's so good. Oh, awesome. I have a giant life-size sticker I'll send you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that up in the office. It'll be great. Um, Perfect. Cool. So how did you, what's your story? How did you get into this job? Well, my, I'll try to keep it brief, um, but I kind of came into this industry I, with no business getting into it, really. I moved out here from Buffalo, New York after college and 
got a job at a ski resort at Winter Park uh, as their marketing coordinator. And after they offered me the job, they said, you're an advanced skier, right? <laughs> and I, I had never been on skis at that point. <laughs> But I really needed the job, so I said yes and learned to ski before opening day. <laughs> uh, so I kind of just stayed in the resort industry and then moved over into the retail industry and um, was lucky enough to be in Denver uh, when this spot opened up. And um, this position has just, I've met some of the most amazing people and had some really awesome experiences. So I'm super grateful to be here. Awesome. Did you enjoy living in Winter Park, coming from, I used to live in Winter Park as well, and I um, was a lifty. You did? Yeah, I was a lifty there in college, and my, my buddies and nice. I rented, we rented an apartment in Granby, and an apartment in Fort Collins, nice. and we used to just, like, live on air mattress, air mattresses and both, and commute back and forth, but, um, oh, yeah, it's so the best of both worlds. Yeah, what do you think of Winter Park? I loved it. I went to college in a really small town in western New York, but moving to Winter Park, like I I mean, I had no business um, <laughs> moving there, but I loved it, and I still love it. it the, Winter Park is one place that has really kind of held on to their character. And I mean, at first, coming out of college, it was a little quiet for me. <laughs> I think uh, I still loved it. Did you like it? I did. I did. I grew up in Fort Collins, yeah. so that was always the, uh, the ski resort I enjoyed oh, going okay. to the most. Yeah, it's, it's fun there, though. I mean, like, if you rolled in during off-season, you were probably like, um, huh, I live here now. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It gets uh, quiet real fast. Yeah? Oh, that's fun. And even, really, after 8 p.m. or so. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> cool. So that that's fun. That's a fun journey all the way into the North Face. Uh, this is the biggest brand on the retail side I've ever worked for, and um, it's an experience. It's pretty awesome. And how does the brand of the North Face resonate with you personally and your job? How does how does that affect you personally? Yeah. Well, I I really love the brand and. The outdoors is just a huge part of my life, and I believe in kind of what the North Face has done and continues to do, so um, I'm pretty passionate about sharing that, and, you know, I can't, I'm sure you could relate to this uh, in your kind of, on your path, I would have a hard time selling or marketing something I didn't believe in, uh, and at the North Face, I just... Whatever level you are or, you know, skill level or experience level, there's always a chance to experience something new. Um, and obviously having the right gear makes it a little more enjoyable. Uh, and it's just really nice to work with the dealers as well. Here in the Rockies, I get to work with, I think, some of the best people um, in the business. The specialty shops that we get to work for, just wonderful people. They treat you like family. Um, super smart. I've learned so much from you know, the way they run their business, how they've survived kind of um, the change in the industry. And uh, we work really hard together, but we also get to squeeze in um, outings here and there. And uh, I just, it's, it's pretty unique, I think. What, uh, what changes in the industry are you referring to? Well, kind of just along the way, if you look at uh, 
where it was 20 years ago and where it is now and kind of the reach of the brands. Um, and so to, for these specialty shops to be able to move with that change, I, I just find it super impressive. And, and even from the North Face perspective, um, to grow and continue progressing but stay authentic to your roots, um, kind of a lot of the brands that are doing well and growing, um, I think that's their focus is staying true to their roots and true to their partners uh, and learning from each other. What would you say is the North Face's roots? Like, what do you think that those look like? Well, well, you'll see a lot of it soon because we're about to celebrate our 50th anniversary. Uh, but if kind of the grand opening that happened uh, 50 years ago, uh, it was really just about getting out there and people that were super excited to get out on the mountain you know, loved music and, and all that stuff. So now as we move kind of where we are right now, we're looking at exploring all the parts of your life, kind of travel and music and all that. But, um, you know, our roots as a brand is really kind of people that just were passionate about getting out and passionate about trying something new and challenging themselves. That's, yeah. The North Face does such a good job of appealing to a wide audience and like speaking to the individual experience that people feel, but also making you feel part of a community. So it's, it's a pretty fine line that the outdoor industry companies that are successful have to walk. And um, the North Face just does it so well and stays so classic. Like the styles are pretty classic. Yeah, totally. I agree. And I think you're right. It is a really, it's a fine line because um, change is constant, uh, but I think they do a great job and um, the athletes and, and the brand's connection to the athletes is um, what keeps it inspiring, but also the original roots. Like every year that we get to go and see kind of the new season launch, um, I always feel super excited to see what the athletes are up to and to know that they're testing everything that we put out and they're super actively involved in, in um, that process. Yeah, let's let's actually talk about the North Face athletes. Um, we had Hillary Allen on our podcast, who is an ultra runner for the North Face, and she was really yes. fun. She was talking a lot about neurology and um, her experience in neuroscience, which she teaches at a community college when she's not running. Oh wow! Yeah, and so she. How did she find the time? I wonder. <laughs> I know, she's like, she teaches really late at night and um, runs wow. during the morning. Yeah, pretty cool. But it was very interesting yeah, to talk. Yeah, a special to, person. Yeah, very interesting to talk to Hillary and listen to her views of the North Face and trying to be as well-rounded as possible instead of just really amazing at running. Yeah, totally. And it's, that's a unique person for sure. And I think like a lot of our athletes, um, it's a huge part of their life, obviously, but they all are kind of exploring other parts of their life. And just on a really personal level, like you talked about, you can't not feel inspired by that kind of person and, and being around that kind of person and getting to follow their journey. Yeah. But, um, how does the North Face leverage athlete content? 
Well, so if you look at our social media, um, a lot of times they'll do a takeover. They'll have an athlete takeover. Um, and the athletes, a lot of times, are working on projects of their own, uh, whether it's a film or just a personal challenge. So we get to watch that, you know, and, and that goes out to the community. And I think that is what makes us um, stay constantly relevant, but also constantly progressing, you know, because I think uh, what was a big deal before in the athlete community now kind of, it's still a big deal to people like us, but it's been done. So they're constantly having to go to the next level and to get to sort of be a part of that and for our fans to get to watch that and then be inspired. Um, there's just nothing really more real than that. You know, you can talk about marketing and all that stuff's really important, but um, that's kind of what really gets to, I think, the core of, of, of our customers and of us. Yeah, you, you bring up a really interesting point, though, with this 50th anniversary, um, because, yeah, if you think about it, I mean, somebody who was 20 identifying with the North Face is now 70 years old. And how is that person still invested in the brand and still buying the gear? And I mean, maybe they're buying the gear. And But how is that person still feeling connected while at the same time appealing to up and coming millennials and younger people that are just, you know, getting into the outdoors for the first time? Um, the scope of of target audience there is insane. So how, what does the North Face do? Yeah. How do you even approach Well, that? and I think it's, yeah, it's something that, and I think our marketing and our brand team do a great job of constantly looking at it um, and, and what our targets are. And of course there's multiple, um, but I think that the brand does a killer job of really recreating um, kind of ourselves, but also sticking true to the foundation of our roots in a, a great way that they do that, that they keep that 70-year-old customer excited, um, is that we are still connected to a lot of um, our athletes from, you know, the good old days that are still around and, and talking and um, engaged with the brand. And so whether you're 20 years old or 70 years old and, and watch that athlete, you know, through their their heyday, you can't you you can't help but be excited. I think you know kids to hear someone like Pete Athens talk. You can't um, you can't not be inspired and excited. So that's all still very much a part of of the brand. Um, but we've also really invested in social and the places where the customer is and and uh, you know sharing fan content and that's what allows us to stay relevant um, in that space but not abandon, you know, um, our foundation. Yeah, it's amazing. I think the North Face does such a good job with that. It's just I amazing. think so, too. It's amazing. I hope that my business, Wheelie Creative, is still around in 50 years. It's still making. I think so, and I'll say, oh, I got to do this podcast before she was just so famous. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still be making funny videos 50 years later. Oh, yeah, but it's good to see, you know, especially with the journey that you're on. It, it's, I think it's good to be able to see brands and companies that have survived for so long and, and um, been able to grow and sort of ride the waves. Yeah. 
I um, I worked at backcountry.com for a while, and I could not believe how many North Face Denali fleece in black. I can't believe how many of those they sold. <laughs> it was it's pretty bananas. insane. Yeah, um, I think yeah. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that that is their highest selling, um, numerically highest selling piece of gear. So that's, that's yeah. Amazing. Well, you, so what did you do at Backcountry? Um, at Backcountry, it was pretty fun. I started as a gearhead, you know, just chatting in with people. Uh huh. And sometimes yeah. I chat in Spanish, and sometimes I chat in English. And you're just basically selling, oh, cool. selling the clothing and um, or selling the gear and answering questions and um, and then I got promoted into the photo department where I was working with the design team and editing images and putting them up on the website. So it was pretty fun. Oh, cool! That's, That's a, a big, big job. Was, yeah, yeah, they they're, they're amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, guy. they do such a good job. Mm-hmm. But the Denali, you're going to have to keep watching because we have some really cool stuff coming out um, with the Denali. So I'll have to send you uh, some of the choices and you'll have to update your Denali collection maybe okay. this season. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I, I yeah have you're going to need a 50th anniversary piece. Yes. Yeah, I love the Denali. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a good piece of clothing. Yeah, and when you come to Golden, we actually here at the at the agency build a timeline. They have one at, at corporate, and we challenged ourselves to um, build a bigger one, <laughs> which is debatable. But uh, you'll have to see because we went on eBay and tracked down a bunch of old pieces, like really old. The first like one piece suit and. It's totally cinched at the waist, like the first sweater kind of sportswear piece. Um, we have something from that line, and it's all along the wall. So you'll have to make a stop and and see what we're working with. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be hilarious. We actually have a dome tent here that was at Woodstock. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys were not It took about three... Uh, no, we were very, very passionate. It took about three cleanings to get that tent to be able to be inside this office. <laughs> it was pretty stinky and old, <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's fun. It's fun to be able to uh, yeah. dig through a brand's history like that and, and see where it's been and where it wants to go. Yes, Maybe. totally. One thing that's pretty big in the outdoor industry right now is we work with a lot of brands that are like accidentally just a little bit clueless when it comes to more inclusive inclusive marketing and products for women. Um, and that's a big movement right now in the outdoor industry. So I was curious what the North Face does to face that issue head on. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely is a big thing right now. But, you know, for starters, we've talked already a lot about our athletes, but our athletes are just an integral part of our DNA here. And we have some of the most badass women on our athlete teams and in the TNF office. Um, so Emily Harrington, Angel Collinson, Rory, Basia, they're all actively involved with the brand and with the product, like at every step of the way. Um, and, you know, the people at 
corporate, the people that are marketing it aren't people that, um, you know, are sitting around on the weekend. It's, it's all people that feel very passionate about it. So from the very base level, um, we're coming from that place. And we really value our, our female customer. Um, the marketing team spends a ton of time looking at her, defining her, separating her from our male participant um, to get that right and continue um, speaking directly to that customer instead of sort of just putting a spin on, on the general message. Um, and, and I think overall, just if you look regionally or nationally or anything, like it has become super important and our athletes are kind of the root of it, but you also, and you know this from, from where you guys are, you have a lot of women that want to get out, but they don't know what to do, um, on their own. So there's obviously been a huge movement towards, um, educating and empowering that female participant and, um, it's just, I think it's just invaluable. Um, and yeah, from the shop level, ladies' nights just across the board are some of our most attended and most successful, most fun events that, that we get to be a part of. And this is something that we've learned from our partners. Um, and we talked earlier about ladies' night at Sportsman and Ski House. When I started working here, I'd never seen anything like it. It was like a line out the door, women of all ages, um, just happy to be part of the community. Um, happy to like learn something new about whatever they're into in the outdoors, whether it's what they want to wear or, you know, how to tune their bike by themselves, that sort of thing. Um, and they're just, it's just so special and so targeted. And I think really even small markets do a better job um, bringing, bringing those women out. So instead of kind of top-down approach, we also kind of look at it that way from small specialty up and what can we learn as a brand from those those small accounts that are crushing it um with the female customer yeah that's exciting where it is exciting and it's fun to be a part of uh where do you stand in all this what's your favorite outdoor activity oh favorite would i just really love backpacking um I'm kind of a, I'm a new mountain biker, so I'm trying to get my sea legs there. But um, once this time of year comes, I just can't wait to backpack and sleep outside and get out of the city, kind of challenge myself to, um, to go somewhere new. And just like Montana, you know, in Colorado, and you, you're natives, you know, yeah. there's just an unlimited number of places you can go. You can't believe... Um, that you can't even, you can't even possibly get through all the things you want to do in a summer. Oh yeah, it's amazing how much is out there. Yeah, that's nice. And you know, taking that time. The nice thing about backpacking is you're just walking and thinking. Yeah, and you yes, and you can kind of go at your own pace. You can try to crush it and time yourself, um, or you can kind of make it a little bit of a meditation sort of escape time and um, I am directionally challenged in a big way so when I go backpacking I have to be prepared for like 30 miles even if it's a, a 10 mile loop because I just seem to never end up <laughs> on the plan <laughs> but I kind of like that you know and just having what you need with you and um, it's just uh, it's just the best it is the best but I'm really kind of trying to uh, 
attack my mountain biking career this summer. I actually did a little bit last time I was in Whitefish um, with one of the girls from Sportsman. She was an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be back. We'll, we'll go mountain biking. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we have some really, really good trails here. Yeah. I mean, where we were, and it was early season, it was beautiful nice. and lots of fun. And like, uh, it was awesome. I can't wait to come back. Oh, good. Good. And you're also really into yoga, right? Yes, I teach yoga. I've been teaching for about eight years. And it really, it's interesting. It, it kind of all feeds, because if you're thinking about mountain biking or snowboarding or whatever, it seems sort of totally opposite. But um, yoga's just uh, actually helped me in that space a lot. Um, and I, I'm like a not natural yogi. I've got tight hamstrings and all this. But um, just kind of the breath work and... Uh, teaching your body to be calm in time of stress um, has translated for sure to, to the mountain for me. Do you do yoga? So this is, this is wild. Um, I have gotten <sighs> five concussions in the last year. And from, Stop. Yeah, all from snowboarding. And it was like about a year ago. It was actually like kind of serious. I was really messed up. Um, but... Wow. I've, I've recovered now. Um, but my neurologist, after I got my fifth concussion, was like, you need to start doing yoga. And I was like, okay, uh, like yoga, come on, guy. Like, I don't want to go do yoga. I want to go snowboarding. I want to go mountain biking. But, so I'm new to yoga, but I love it. And it's... Awesome. Are you going to the yoga hive? Yeah. I go there and I, um, I have yoga awesome. flow for, you know, that app that is kind of like... Yeah, it, it explains yoga really slowly. Like, here's why we're doing this. Um, but yeah. what's interesting about that is it's like improving my mountain biking, and it's like making me really, really aware of where my limbs are at all times and balance points. And yeah, yoga is pretty awesome. It turns out. Well, that's awesome. So you're liking it. I you're like gonna it. you're gonna stick with it. <laughs> yeah. At first, I didn't like it, nice. but then I started looking into it more and I was like oh headstands that's cool yeah. yeah yeah and I I hated yoga when I first did it I went to some weird it was like at a YMCA by my house in Boulder and I just couldn't stand it I couldn't get through an hour I hated it and then I tried power yoga which sort of like you said headstands and all that stuff and it moved a little faster so my mind wasn't wandering the whole time <laughs> and then I got addicted but for you it's like you're so probably so strong that you can get into a lot of those advanced poses um that take people a long time you know yeah it's pretty exciting awesome and it's helping um your your head yeah it helps just sort of because I at this point I just can't fall I can't keep falling and hitting my head so it's mm -hmm. helping with I guess, spatial awareness in a new, from a yeah. new perspective, weirdly enough. Totally. Totally. That must have been really scary. It was, well, it was scary. And also like my, 
we have 30 projects going at once of brands we're building and design projects and videos. So those projects don't stop. And I was in the hospital and, you know, these projects can't stop. So it made wow. me really, really evaluate yeah. my team and make sure that everybody was doing their part and putting together the strongest team possible. So I think that it actually ended up being a really great thing for me, even though it was terrifying. Yeah, to just be... I'm sure I cannot imagine, but to be forced to slow down, you know, and look at what's around you and, and evaluate all that is always good, even if it's too bad it had to happen that way. Yeah, yeah. How do you uh, how do you bring yoga into your daily life and your work life? Well, I actually started teaching a little bit here at our office, um, and we now have a little bit of a lean team. At one point, we had 17 people. Um, and I just felt like I didn't have enough time to teach at the studio as much as I wanted to. But I know it's such an important part of my life. And you just teaching, you just get as much as you give. So I thought, okay, I'll offer the team a free class here every couple of weeks. And then it'll be good for everybody because they'll be forced to sort of slow down and try something new or whatever. And um, so that's been really awesome. Um, and then I just te I teach a little bit. I teach a free class in the park during the summer, which is good. But um, yeah, I think just uh, the whole practice of yoga and meditation and all that stuff is something I never thought would be part of my life. But um, it, it just helps all the time to step back for a second and think about under stress, you know, how are you reacting and what kind of person are you being? And can you respond, can you take a breath and respond instead of reacting and sort of um, recreating the chaos in other places, you know? So I really almost can't think about life without it. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that helps. It just helps in a busy environment and even in a corporate environment to uh, be able to respond instead of react. You said that really yeah. well. And it, it, yeah, well, I've had to look at it, you know, because <laughs> it doesn't always happen that way. And you can really kind of, like, take the stress and explode it, or you can um, do it a different way and sort of ground it down. So, And it's constant, right, because life is just constantly changing so to have something for yourself that keeps you on the path you want to be on and responding the way you want to respond it's good kind of check system awesome well katie thank you so much for being here and talking to me today and um i really enjoyed our conversation me too thank you for having me i loved it me too. And I just, I can't wait to, to see this release of the 50th anniversary and um, I'll definitely contact you when I'm in Golden. Yes, you have to. And you can come see the timeline and we'll take you to our favorite brewery. That sounds great. That does it for another episode of Outside by Design. Tune in next time for more thoughts and conversations in the outdoor industry.